0: Hi, welcome to the Parenting Bridge Podcast. I'm Dr. Michelle Alden, a licensed professional counselor, parent coach, and family therapist. And I'm here to help you to build a bridge to your best family possible. Tonight, we're going to talk about resiliency and how we can build that in our kids and how we can build that in our family. And you know, I want to talk a little bit about what it is. And I want to, to let you know that I'm going to be talking about this from a faith Perspective, because I really think that, and and the research shows this, and you'll see it, and and what I'm talking about that, um, our faith and our beliefs, like, really are one of the one of the key factors that help us to build resiliency. And I don't feel that I can talk about the inner strength and resiliency of a person without talking about it through the lens of faith. I know that that has increased my resiliency, and so I'm going to talk about it from that point of view. Hope it's not offensive to anybody. I'm going to be, I may refer to some scriptures um, and some things that maybe church leaders have said. And so fast forward through that part if you don't like it. But also, I mean, I encourage you to consider it because I think that it's a huge part of resiliency and it's, it's something to consider in building your families of, you know, where your, where your faith is and, and what you believe. And we don't have to believe the exact same way. I'm just talking about having faith and belief. So this is, this is from that perspective. Um, so, you know, what is resiliency? That's the first question that I wanted to pose. And if we were live, I would ask, but also I would have to wait, you know, for you to type in some answers. So I'm going to give you some answers that other people have given about resiliency. So some people say that resiliency is that ability to, it's like a balloon that gets, that gets inflated, but then it's like it can be deflated and then be inflated again. So it's that kind of being, being able to bounce back. Back. It's also the ability to respond to stressful or unexpected situations or crisis, how, how we manage through that, how we roll with the punches, how we handle stress. Um, again, the ability to bounce back, to adjust to challenges. It's other words like might be tenacity or perseverance. Um, sometimes we're, we hear about overcoming you know, overcoming things. Um, it could be about holding fast, like how strong we are and being able to hold on. And one thing I want to say about that is that sometimes people can be very resilient for a long period of time and bounce back from a lot of different challenges. And I see this a lot in in working with parents and adults is that there's been this resiliency as kids and gone through a lot of things and you're, and and then it's like, now that you go through another crisis and it just sort of feels like it derails you, and sometimes that's be- it's not because that you're not resilient or that you don't have that. It's that sometimes it's like the straw that broke the camel's back, and we might have to go back and see some places where maybe just like we do with the kids, where we're we're filling in some potholes in this path. We may have to do that for ourselves too. So just realizing that just because you have a crisis and and now you can't handle it or Maybe even something that wasn't as big a deal as something that you'd already gone through and now you're just, you cannot bounce back from that. Like sometimes grief is like that. It's like you just can't bounce back from it. And, and you may be really hard on yourself about that, especially if you consider yourself to be resilient. It's like, come on, pull it together. So we're going to talk some more about that and hopefully there'll be some things that will help in this conversation. Um, so we're told over and over in scriptures like that that we need to be overcomers, that um, we have the power to overcome anything that's not ordained of God, um, that through faith that that we will be overcomers, that we are told to hold fast and be steadfast, um, holding fast to the word of God, but also being encouraged to stand steadfast in our faith. Uh, there's another scripture that talks about being steadfast and immovable, always ba- abounding in our good works. Um, you know, standing fast in our, in our liberty um, and not being entangled in the yoke of bondage, which can be a lot of different things. It can be addiction. It can be, um, you know, poor habits. It can be our responses, you know. So um, we're given and then we're given examples after examples of people in, in the scriptures, but also like in our history. Um, and even if we just look at American history, like we're just given examples of people in our heritage, you know, hopefully, you know, these some stories from your family of just this resilience, right, of people that were able to withstand and overcome in their day. And I think about like, from, from Ruth to like, you know, the early disciples, just being mighty men who stood firm in in the Lord, you know, and there's Christians in other places in the world that are that are being persecuted and they are able to stand strong. But I also was thinking about like just the strength that we have as humans. Like um, I love like thinking about the pioneers and, and just their tenacity, right. To overcome like the, the, what they took their families through, right. And, and, and what they endured and, and even in, in the losses and the grief. And uh, I think about the same thing with, with people that serve in the military and the things that they go through or are first responders. Like, that ability to be able to, to bounce back, to be able to, you know, handle yourself. I, I, um, recently watched that movie, The Sound of Freedom and just Tim Ballard's story and what he was able to overcome. And, and he talks in some of the interviews I listened to about, he wasn't always overcoming that he needed to get help so that he could be resilient enough to withstand the attacks, not just the physical attacks, but the emotional and mental attacks of what he was dealing with, with, um, you know, abuse to kids and, and things. So we have a lot of examples. And I just, I want to encourage you in your families to talk about, you know, your, your family history and people that overcame in your families and, and, you know, know some things about that, you know, maybe you come from pioneer heritage and, and, um, and that's where you get some of your tenacity from, you know, so share, share those stories, you know, and know those stories, if you can, you know, ask your your parents or grandparents if they're around. And um, I just think it's really powerful. If not, I also really recommend, and I did this all, a lot because I didn't have a lot of family heritage growing up, um, just didn't know a lot of mine. I love reading um, biographies and autobiographies about people that really overcame really hard things. And it's like, how did they do that? You know, how did they survive? How did they come forward? So we have, you know, examples all around us of of people that are steadfast, and we're told to overcome those. And and I think that at the same time, you know, we can look at all of this, you know, that we're expected to follow these examples, that we're expected to be steadfast, especially as parents, like we have to be the solid object, and we have to, you know, hold everything together. And I, I, I know each one of us is meant to be resilient, um, but we also know, I know from experience, I know from research that, it's not always present. And, um, and we can't always just muster it up inside of us. And some people may be more naturally able to adjust to challenges to kind of roll with the punches. They might have a certain grit or tenacity, but others of us struggle to face the day. And there's some, some days are better than others, you know, and, and I think we see all around us the, the other of that too, you know, and when we're looking at our kids and what we can do to help our kids, like, you know, there's, it's, it's a real issue, you know, of, of their resiliency, right? Because in one hand, if you look at some of the things that some of the kids that I worked with have gone through, especially in, you know, in in terms of trauma or um, kids that have been adopted, you know, different things like they've been through a lot, and they were resilient enough to get to where they are. But now it's like their resiliency, not quite there to be able to handle, you know, the smallest thing can like, send them, you know off um, they're very easily triggered to frustration and things like that and so I think you know in ourselves too like we may be feeling bad because we don't have the tenacity or the resiliency that we want to have like we're not bouncing back you know I've had parents tell me like um, I know I need to let go of this but I, I can't I'm I'm upset you know I'm I'm mad at this kid for what they've done you know or how they've you know wrecked our lives or you know our hurting our family, you know, those kind of things. So, so then I started really thinking about like, well, then where does this resiliency come from? You know, where, where does it come from? How do we get it? You know, and what do we do? And so I just wanted you to stop and think for a minute, like just, just, I'm going to kind of pause, but what do you feel when you think about this sentence? You never really know what's going to happen next. Like, how do you feel when you hear that? You never really know what's going to happen next. If I think about that, you know, about, you know, things in my life or, um, you know, just the way things are in this world, like it can cause some tightening in the stomach or the chest, you know, it's like it can cause some anxiety. And now I'm naturally a planner and I like organization and I like knowing what's going to happen next. And honestly, like, I think if I hadn't had kids and I hadn't had the challenges that I've had in life, I call them my lifey life experiences, then I really might have been like kind of OCD about things. And I don't think I would be very flexible and able to redirect and roll with the punches. Um, I think I was able to, I had to do that as a kid, but I found a way, you know, to kind of gain control of, you know, at least some things for me. And I want to teach you some of those things that you can use those with your kids too. But even so, I mean, I think resilience—part of resiliency—is something I have to work at. You know, like letting go of some things, because part of resiliency is like you can't—you can't always be trying to control things you can't control. Fighting through poor thinking patterns um, and understanding that we can't control the situation all the time, and we can't control the people around us. And so, that's how we become more resilient—is when we're able to kind of let things go a little bit. More and not just let them go like we're just going to avoid them or ignore it because we have a lot of that that happens too and and that's not resiliency either to just bury it under the rug but being able to deal with things and then knowing what things I have to let go of that I can't control so for me to do that like I really have to focus and refocus on my faith and, and character you know of what we're going to be so as I mature you know I found that I do have the capacity to cope with more of life's unexpected twists and turns and accept difficulties that i face and keep going even through the challenges and i think that that's one of the hardest things about you know raising kids or working with kids is they don't have those life experiences so so everything is a is a big deal like what they're feeling and and those frustrations and you know when they get embarrassed or they get hurt or they get you know all these things like it's really big life stuff and they don't have the experience to know that this too shall pass and that they're going to get through it it always kind of reminds me of—I don't know if you remember this—but in *A Bug's Life*, um, the cartoon, the the ants are really strong and resilient, right? Like they're and they kind of are creatures that are, and they're packing their food in for the winter, and they're gathering the food, and they have a line of like you know they're carrying these things in this line, and they keep, they are just following, and and um and then they come to this like a twig falls in the middle of the path, and they panic. They're like, oh my gosh, it's a tw-. You know, they they don't know how to, and then somebody like shows them that they can go around the twig and form a different pattern, right? And I feel like that's so much of what we do in our Healthy Foundations Family Program. It's like, it's like things are, are going, they're not really necessarily going well, but it's like these little things that just, you know, help our kids to just explode. And we're just like, what? Like, what happened? That's just a, a twig, or you got a bug bite, or your tooth is loose or, you know, something. And it just totally derails the kids because they don't, they don't know that they can go a different way. They're not, they're not problem solving like that. So um, I think it's a really, you know, how we accept those twists and turns and challenges and difficulties like is, is really telling. And I think it's something that we have to develop because I think we're losing that in our society because we're not, we're not really, maybe we're not focused on teaching that. So we talk about resiliency, but I think that we expect it to kind of come more from um, inside or something, and it's like you're either resilient or you're not, and, and you know here's how we can comfort people that aren't resilient, but I think that resiliency is really dictated by a combination of character and thinking patterns, um, by personal history, faith, how we process things that happen to us. A very small part is really determined by genetics, that's what the research shows. And another thing that is a real predictor of resiliency is how loved you felt as a child is a great predictor of how you'll manage all kinds of difficult situations later in life. And, and that love may have come in a different way. Like for me, I don't know that I necessarily felt that love from a parent. I was adopted at a young age and, and had some struggles, I like think, in attachment and some things like that. But I feel like that, that's where my faith really kicked in is that I, I knew I was loved, I knew that I was a, a child of God. and so that for me, you know really helped to guide me. Well different traumas at different ages have their own impact um, on our thoughts and our expectations. these experiences also shape our brain. And I think it's important to realize like the things that are ha- have happened to your kids, even if it was something that you went through in your family, you know um, I've had worked with families that, have had lots of different trials, you know, including like divorce or um, or um, other trauma that's happened where they've lost their home or they've, you know, had to, had to move, you know, and sometimes in different developmental stages for kids, like some of that can be really traumatic and we're going through it as the adults and so we don't necessarily realize how it's affecting our kids, but it is shaping their brain. And here's the really good news, which you'll hear me say a lot, is that our brains can change throughout our life. So even if you had these problems as a child and you're feeling like, gosh, like I'm not, I don't have a lot going for me in the resiliency department, you know, if this is what it's all about, you know, because um, I've been through a lot. No, it's like you, your brain can change even as an adult and our kids' brains can change too. So I think it's also important to realize that resiliency is a set of skills that can be and, and can be and often are learned. And, and so it's not that somebody is just resilient or they're not resilient, right? Like at certain ages, we all have a certain resiliency, right? Like two-year-olds falling down, getting back up and learning how to walk. That's resilient, right? Like they fall down, they get up, they try. They don't just, you know, give up and say, well, I'm never going to walk again, right? Like they, they keep trying, you know. So we have different times when we're resilient anyway, because that's how we're built. But there's a bunch of things about resiliency, especially if you're really struggling with this if your kids are getting derailed by little things, this part of skill building. And it comes, it really, you know, the thing about resiliency and and really about anything that we kind of face in our life is that it comes from exposure to very difficult, but also manageable experiences. So we don't want to, we don't build resiliency in our kids by shielding them from everything. Like they need to struggle with some things and go through some things and, 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 but we want to help to make those manageable because if they go through a lot of things that were unmanageable, that were out of their control, a lot of, a lot of, you know, what makes a crisis trauma is that they didn't have any control about it. So, you know, not all stress is bad. Um, the stress of going to a new classroom, um, you know, dealing with a different set of peers, you know, even moving and things like that can be good and beneficial. But we just have to understand that it is stress and that there's things that we need to teach our kids as we go through it. You know, it's stressful for adults. And sometimes I think we just take for granted that the kids, it's like, no big deal. They didn't care. They didn't care at all that we moved them from this foster home to that foster home. And it's like, you know, because they just acted like everything was fine. Well, what else are they supposed to do, right? Like they're, yeah, they're resilient in the fact that they're making it through it, but what's happening internally into their brains in another story. So just being aware and just being aware that we as the adults, like, you know, that we, we have to work on that. So you know, one of the there's so, so there's skills right that we have to, to that we need to be strong and resilient people. And I and I thought this was really interesting that one of the most common tools of resilient people is realistic optimism. So they're 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 pretty op- optimistic. I like think it's going to work out. You know, and they and they can come up with a plan. They can they have the ability to see different avenues. If something's not working, they can try something else. Um, the other thing is that they have a strong moral compass, um, strong religious or spiritual beliefs. They have flexibility in thinking and emotions and social, they have in their thinking and in their emotions and in their social connectedness. So they they are able to kind of, you know, handle things in that in that realm. It doesn't mean they're good at all of it, right? Like it's just, this is some of the common skills that they have. These are usually people that are, people that are more resilient. They don't dwell on the negative. Instead, they look for opportunities, even in dark times. They have strong dedication to a worthy cause or strong faith in those who focus on what they can do than rather what they cannot change. So you'll see people, uh, you know, that get really stuck in like, well, I, I can't do this, and I can't do that, and I can't do this, or, you know, or they're, they're telling their kids, like, we, we can't we can't do this because we don't have the money, and we can't do this, and, you know, all these kind of things, and it's very much a, you know, a stop, don't attitude. It doesn't necessarily build good resiliency. Like, yes, our kids need to learn to handle no, and that they can't do some things, but how we how we convey that can make a big difference. Um, I believe that we have enough to to do it and that we have it within us and that we can feel joy. And one of, the leaders of our leaders of our church said, you know, you can feel joy even when having a bad day, a bad week, or even a bad year. Um, and also, I love this, that your faith, and I think resiliency is the same way, will not grow by chance, but by choice. To be more... To be stronger, everyone has to face challenge and hardships. Like in order to build resiliency, we have to face challenge and hardships. But no pain that we suffer, no trial that we experience is ever wasted. And I love that. I just think that's super important. Thanks for listening to The Parenting Bridge. Do you want to learn more about building a bridge to better behaviors? Pick up a copy of Dr. Michelle Alden's new book, Parenting Emotionally Distressed Kids. Or for more resources, you can click on the link for Healthy Foundations. If you would like to leave a comment or a question for Dr. Alden, there's a link in the notes. We'll see you next time. And remember, things can always get better.